0: Welcome to the Art of Faith podcast. I'm Joshua Kapczynski, and this is a production of Granite Creek Studios, where we have a couple other shows and one in the works on film, and that's going to be an exciting one. So uh, just stay posted for our next exciting new show. Today's topic: uh, We're I'm doing a series on who is Jordan Peterson, uh, a public f- figure, a clinical psychologist. Uh, Last time I heard, he was tenured at University of Toronto, but they're trying to kick him out for that. And uh, he has said things that have upset the, the woke um, talking points, saying things that are very logical and consistent and healthy psychologically. And I believe he's got important things to say to the church. And today we are on rule number six. Which is, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. This is such a great message for the church because uh, church folk, myself included, we love to be armchair critics where we'll we'll look at society, we'll look at the world, and we'll point out all of these horrible things that are going on, and then we'll judge from afar. Uh, one of the most some of the beautiful things about social media and the internet uh revolution is that everybody has a voice uh everybody has a platform so that's that I think that's a positive the The bad thing about the internet revolution is that everybody has a voice and everybody has a platform so not everybody needs to be saying something. I think it's great that everybody has the opportunity. Uh, to speak their mind—that is a human right. That is, it's essential for our nation. Um, but sometimes we can have too many talking heads, and so uh, we as Christians have got to be careful about how much we do criticize. I uh, let me let me bring up one social subject that is. It's been in the news it's been we've been talking about it for a long time, and that is the issue of homosexuality or same sex marriage I mean this has been going on uh in modern church for well, let me see I'm not when prop eight came out and i mean it just it's just been complicated and it's been difficult. Now um, that the whole sexual identity thing is a big deal in, in the news and we're, you know, we're kicking against it and some of the things that we should be kicking against because it's just not right. Uh, but what I, what I find interesting, and I believe that this is what Jordan is referring to uh, in this rule is, you know, have your house in perfect order before you begin to criticize the world Uh, One of the things that I noticed, uh, specifically when Prop 8 came out, because that was the the legalization of gay marriage in the state of California, and uh, initially it failed by popular vote, so we, you know, the citizens shot the idea down by popular vote, and then the Supreme Court of California kind of went over the will of the people and pushed it on through, which that's... Not quite that's not a democratic uh, um, uh, gesture by the way that was the the rule of the elite and uh, but now it's completely normal in our in our in our state in our country that it's just normalized it's not a it's not an issue people don't really like if we were to take another popular vote so, Probably another conversation for another day. But if we were to take another popular vote, if uh, same-sex marriage is uh, something good for society, uh, everybody would say yes. But back in two thousand in well, I think seven, two thousand seven, so not that long ago, relatively, everybody said no. It's a bad idea. Like popular vote, popular opinion. So uh, the world's changing. But when when that when that topic first came out in the news and then you know when it when we were voting on it um a lot of people a lot of a lot of christians really got up in arms about the whole concept of of legalizing same-sex marriage like there were some angry people and you know they 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 wanted to protest and they wanted to sign petitions And, and i'm not saying that 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 their intentions were wrong um the 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 intention and the, the the response was right, but here is what I know behind the scenes is that uh, everybody I shouldn't say everybody, but I just I found it ironic that some of the most vocal people uh, against same sex marriage in my church had the worst marriages and and they had the worst personal lives, and that is what that's the heart of what. Peterson is getting down to and so it's just it's almost hypocritical for us to you know let's just say we want to define what marriage is um when we don't love our wives or you know it the 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 divorce rate for Christians is just as high. Some even some even some studies even say is even higher than the secular rate for divorce. So it, you know, it's just like before we become experts on marriage, we we probably should get it right. We should probably model what good marriage is. And another thing that I've noticed in um modern Christendom in Southern California is a lot of young people, they just they're not super motivated to get married. Like they it's not a it's not a huge value. Uh they might you know they know that they need to do it. They they don't wanna be alone. So there's that aspect. Large majority of people are living together before they get married. I mean, rarely, rarely are people abstaining before they get married. I, I do a lot of weddings. I did 50 weddings last week last year. Not a single one of them uh, were abstaining, and most of them were living together. If they weren't living together, it was just because of out of necessity, you know, somebody who was in the military or something like that. So uh, the world has changed, and pretty radically and pretty quick. Um, but it's I think for, if we're going to say marriage is a God given and sacrament and it's a beautiful thing, like it needs to be modeled to the point where um, like people want to do it. Like they, they see the church and they see uh people married and respecting each other and loving each other. And they want that. They, they're going to desire that. See, that's, and that's where true change comes from is when people model something that is good and that they model something that is healthy and that they model something uh, something that God has designed. And so um, what I would say and I believe what the the biblical position would be and what Jordan Peterson, again, a clinical psychologist would say, like if you want to, if you want to, Have wholesome, godly marriages in society. Well, then model it first. You know, before you can, you know, change a law, you've you've got to change your own house. And so it's it's a such a brilliant idea. It it, uh, ironically, Jordan Peterson does not quote Matthew seven six, which is you know if you if you see. if you see a speck of dust in your brother's eye, don't go pick it out until you take the plank out of your own eye. So that that's that whole bit of supposedly what's turning young people away from the church and old people, everybody. turns everybody away from the church is the whole idea of hypocrisy. Like, okay, and, and we're not going to get our act together. But gosh, this is such a great rule because it says, you know, before you criticize the world, uh, before you expend that energy on 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 pointing out everything that's wrong with the world uh get your house in in perfect order and that's a that's a tough one i think for most of us um and titus i think it's titus three uh it's the qualifications For an elder, qualifications for a pastor or an elder or a leader in the church, somebody that is going to lead the church, and it says it's got to be a a husband of one wife, and is you know the children need to respect him, and then basically it says, look, if you can't have your personal life and your personal, um, if you can't manage your personal house, then you really have no business at all managing. A church or being a leader inside of a church. Now that, I I mean, it seems like a no duh. The truth is, you know, we're just not perfect people. And so this call for perfection is hard. Um, At the same time, Jesus says, be ye perfect as I am perfect. And so we have to Love the life that God has given us, and strive to be perfect no pressure right no no uh, <laughs> easier said than done uh Peterson gets into this psychological issue as to why we do this, as to why um why either we we're, we're criticizing or judging um he pushes it even further than than I would have thought just reading the chapter title. So if you read the chapter, t- your title, we could probably just stop right there. But he he peels back the onion in his uh, psychological way. He uses his tools to, to, to boil down to what the heart of the issue is. And in this chapter, he's talking about the problem of evil, in essence. Like, that one is okay Peterson's not a theologian but he's talking about the problem of evil in some very deep ways that well it can be confusing it makes you it makes you stop it makes you take a good hard look at yourself and how you perceive reality uh how you view your life uh if you are a, a positive person or a negative person he will point out the obvious that life is hard and life is unfair and life is brutally short and and like these are some truths that we know and then you know he'll go on to exp- explain like how vicious and and deadly life can be and you know in the end you know we're all going to die so it's very it's, it's very <laughs> pessimistic sounding in tone Um, but it's just honest and true talking about, you know, how people are going, you know, how a lot of us are going to suffer. We're going to suffer the death of loved ones. We're going to suffer illness and it's just not going to, it's just not going to make any sense. And, and, uh, and in the midst of, of, of pain and suffering, like how we respond, our posture, our internal Spirit. she doesn't say spiritual, but I'm going to say spiritual. Our internal spiritual posture is vital to, to growth. Um, but it's also vital to, if we're going to live a life, uh, that is, that is victorious. So, so let me explain, uh, as he's talking about the problem of evil, uh, he brings up, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, but he brings up the relationship between Cain and Abel. So Abel is, he's the favorite. He's the herdsman. In uh, one podcast, I said that he's the hunter-gatherer. He's the one that is reliant upon what God has provided. He knows that everything that he has received uh, is a gift from God in, in the form of the, the animal. And he offers a sacrifice, a sacrifice. He gives uh, something that's precious to him as a sacrifice. And, it, and it's a full sacrifice. In contrast, his brother, Cain, is the farmer. So he has a different perspective. He says that, I did this. I grew this crop. This land is mine. So he has a sense of property. And then, in Genesis, it says that uh, when the time to come to sacrifice had happened, Cain gave only a portion, so he didn't give the full sacrifice. he gave the portion of it. Why? Because he was possessive of it because it was his and then and then here's the point: God accepts Abel's offering, and he rejects Cain's offering, and so Cain responds with uh with bitterness and with rage and this is the first murder. So he murders his brother. And that's 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 the response. And so uh why okay, so is it he's so he's jealous, right? We all understand jealousy. Uh we all understand um being looked over uh for someone else so, so the favorite. So those are all very real and natural uh, emotions, but the, the thing that the kicker that we need to get into is that he, he manifested murder towards God's creation. So he, he, he murdered uh, his, not only his brother, but he murdered, he kills God's creation. And so what Peterson is, is fleshing out is this disdain towards Life towards God's creation itself. Okay? so that is that that's the hard look. So uh, whenever we find ourselves in pain or overlooked or dealing with injustice, is there a disdain towards life and towards towards God? It's such an easy direction to head into, but um but we have to be very, very careful that we're not uh, lashing out towards God in these areas um, in in literature, there's a famous play, and everybody knows it uh, at least through popular culture and uh, the play is called faust and and Faust is a uh, he's a German young man, and then he he's tempted by the devil, um, Mephistopheles. So he, it is the it's the archetypal uh, temptation of a young man, and so the devil or Mephistopheles Meth- Meth- appears to Faust and says, "I will give you." whatever you want. So whatever your heart's desire, I will give it to you as long as I can have your soul for eternity. And so the bargain, so this is where the devil, you know, gives you the bargain. So in American culture, it's meeting the devil at the crossroads. And so this is why we have like awesome musicians and blues musicians. And so, um, uh, Johnson, um, what's his name? um, not Don Johnson, that's the Miami Vice guy. Um it's not Jack Johnson. Ah, shoot. Anyway, uh, America's most famous blues man is he said that the reason why he he was so good at creating um the the blues riffs and the culture and all that, you know, the pioneer of blues music is because he literally sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads. And um uh, so you know, pick your favorite uh, rock and roll band. Let's just assume that they sold their soul to the devil so that they could get all the fame and all the money and all the the prestige here and now. But uh, they're going to die, and when they do, then the devil gets their soul. So this is the story of Faust. And so Methastocines, the devil, says that he is the adversary of being. Um that is really who the devil is the adversary of being or of existence like he just hates everything that that god has created like he knows it's cool he knows it's you know he knows it gives god glory and he hates every he hates every bit of it it the devil is the spirit that negates that that wants to undo that that wants to lash out Jordan uses some powerful illustrations in in highlighting this, and so this destructive force that that wants to kill, steal, and destroy the des- destructive force that wants to um, you know vandalize and 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 rape just because you can. Um, I mean, it is evil in its pure form. Um, he Jordan will will highlight that that one of the 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 base. Uh, expressions of that would be mass shootings, and so he you know he highlights that you know how many mass shootings that we've had, and there's a, a similar theme for a person that wants to go on the the tirade where he just wants to he wants to kill everybody. You know the the psycho there's a psychological and a spiritual dysfunction there that wants to kill God's creation, and then in, in turn wants to take their own life. They see life as not being valuable, not being not worth living, but also disdainable. And so that's that, that's the impulse that does that. Like we, you know, like you and I probably don't understand the heart and the mind of a mass shooter, but that if we're not careful, that darkness is, is it's in us. and And we have to make sure that, that we don't, act out in ways where um, we're criticizing to the point where, where we've fallen into bitterness. So the, the mass shooter is just a somebody that's criticized to the point of bitterness until it's full-blown and, and exactly what the devil wants to do with destruction. So his solution, again, it goes back to that uh, Matthew 7 concept uh, before you know you take the speck out of your brother's eye let's take the log out of your own eye and he, he'll he highlight how in Soviet era Russia how despicably evil it was uh, how you had Stalin and Lenin who you know, each of them killed more people than Hitler uh, in mass murder. I mean, it's just like the humanity at its at its darkest uh, was Soviet era communism in Russia. Uh, I'm sure it's bad now, but it was systematically it was worse because it was as you know it was a state ran institution and Solsonista, uh, one of the writers, he was a card carrying. A uh, nation-loving communist, he was all on board. He was a party man, and then when he saw how how badly his country was falling apart under the communist regime, under the under an atheistic society that that took the goodness of God out of everything and and just made it a utilitarian state ran by an authoritarian dictator, uh, he rebelled against it, and he wrote um he wrote um gulag archipelago and that is that just highlights how terrible everything was and his response was like he he clearly couldn't fix um this evil machine like he couldn't criticize it um and make it better but what he did is he did highlight it but he focused on making himself a better person. And he devoted himself, disciplining himself to write this book. And in, in that book came to free nations, came to America, came to other free states, free nations. Of course it was banned in Russia or in the Soviet blocks. And, uh, but it changed the world. And, and so, what does it mean for us to make an impact in society in the ways that the Bible wants us to do it? And I think that the way that Peterson is ripping off from Scripture, I, I mean that kindly. I don't I mean I'm, he's not ripping it off, but it's just surprisingly how biblical his themes are. What do we okay, I look at, i there's a lot of things i just i just want to troll people all day long on the internet i just want i want to highlight all these horrible things that are going on in politics. i want to highlight all these horrible things that are taking place in um you know in our in our cultural revolution and so what's the what's how do you respond well i i think I think you know if i want if I want to see the Family unit, the nuclear family unit and marriage reformed. Well, I just need to have an awesome marriage and an awesome family. Like that's that's what I can do. I can do that one thing. I can make a huge – I can make more of a profound difference on managing my home than I can trashing uh, some special interest group online. Like I got real agency. I've got real power to make a difference if I just get my my own family – uh, in in perfect order. Um, let's just say that you know, yeah, you, uh, you don't like the state of the economy. Like you just, you know, and we've got good reason, right? Uh, food prices are on the rise. Gas prices are up and down, roller coaster ride. Like we've got a lot of things that we can complain about, um, uh, in in terms of the economy. Uh, you know, rightfully so. You, you, it's just, it's just painful. Uh, it's painful to to look at the bank accounts these days. So how what's the proper response? like you, you like you could spend hours complaining about the economy, or you could find some creative ways to pinch some pennies or some you know, to do some side hustle to make a few extra bucks. like and that that will make a difference like you 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 just order your life differently like you you have to be um reflective but you also have to be able to to move and to 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 pivot at a, at a moment's notice and i i you know it, if everybody was living their life at a frugal way if everyone was watching what they said and how they said it then um society would take would take notice we we really love to to pick on politics now this is this is an idea and a a debate that i probably i should probably have somebody come on and, and talk to me about this one or have a conversation about uh, what comes first the chicken or or the egg does policy dictate what what culture and society is or do the people uh, just elect what their values are and so that's a that's a tough question that's a that's the chicken or the egg question but i, I actually i believe that the political parties and the people that we elect they reflect what we want and so uh, in order to do that, we have to change ourselves first, and then that will follow shortly after. All right, so he goes from Peterson goes from highlighting, you know, the the this this very complex uh topic of the problem of evil. Like we live in a fallen and broken world and it's bad and it's not getting any better. So we can respond by sticking our head in the sands and pretending that everything's okay. We can respond by just partying down and eat, drink, and be merry and for tomorrow we die. Uh we can respond uh just by checking out. So you could you could just medicate yourself to you don't feel anything you know, or or just eventually check out all together. Or you can in this you can you can be very proactive and you can just burn it all down and and like that that's the you know burning down burning down the the the, the empire, you know, watching it burn and restarting it up again. Like that's the that's the same mentality that the mass shooters have. So we don't want any of those. But what we do want is this. These are very big problems that we can't solve. But what we can solve is our own is our own self. So saying things that that build us up, uh, doing things, uh, behavior that is positive behavior that uh, that makes us better people. If there is something, or if there is something, um uh, that one thing that is that you know you're doing that you should not be doing. And the beautiful thing about the Bible, it talks about this too. Paul says, like, I have no idea why I do the things that I, I ought not to do. Like I don't want to do these things, but I do them anyway. <coughs> and he's being very transparent. And so let's just let's just think about that. What's that thing that you do that you just don't want to do anymore? You know you shouldn't do it, but you keep on doing it. Peterson's kind of a jerk because he says, "Look, you know what that thing is, so stop doing it now." And it's just he's just brutally honest, but he's he's uh, brave in ways that we that we just need to hear. And I think I think that re- the reason why his his voice is being heard uh, through different channels is because he's lived it. He's not he's done hard things himself. And uh, he's challenged himself and he's challenged the the status quo. And he's, you know, he's getting his house in perfect order. So um, thank you for listening. This is probably a shorter one, but. We'll this end with that like what's what's one thing that you can do today that will make you a better person that will get your house in order your temptation is going to want to criticize and to tear down and destroy uh, what's going on that you, in the world that you don't like and and I and I get that impulse. But instead of responding to that, let's just spend our energy on making ourselves better and and becoming more like Christ and and of, obeying His commands. Which is again, this is take this big giant plank out of your eye before we start picking specks out of other people's eyes, and, and we'll less we'll be less we'll be perceived less hypocritical, and I think that we will attract more people to the gospel. Uh, the kingdom will be advanced. Um, transformation of culture and society will take place uh, once it takes place in the home. So thanks for listening and watching, and uh, we'll see you next time when we do rule number seven. God bless. Take care. Peace.